Well, as we wait for the NBA declarations to make their decisions, UCLA could still go hit up the portal, look up more open recruitments, and still add to this class of 23 and make a roster not so bad into something even better. Let's talk about it on Locked On UCLA. You are Locked On UCLA, your daily podcast on the UCLA Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, back to the Locked On UCLA podcast. I'm your host, Zach Anderson Yoxheimer. As we bring you this edition of Locked On UCLA podcast, it's free where we get your episodes and you can listen and watch on YouTube. So, like, comment, and subscribe over there. Thanks for making this your first listen every day. And thanks for being an everyday listener of the Locked On UCLA podcast. There's still some open recruitments in college basketball. One notable from a couple weeks ago, Mackenzie Mbako is a, a player who had committed to Duke. He opened his recruitment. Mick Cronin's still trying to solidify a Mara. And then there's also another player, I think, in the portal that UCLA may have a chance to take a look at from within their own conference. But stay with me here. UCLA was tied initially a few weeks ago to the 6'9 five-star, maybe not more than a few weeks ago, but had been tied in interest to the New Jersey product of Mackenzie Mbako, who is a, a top seven recruit overall. He used the 24-7 sports metric. Number two at his position, number three from the state of New Jersey. He's a guy that had committed to Duke. Duke got a lot of guys coming back one more year, including Kyle Filipowski, and then he decommitted, opened up his recruitment, wanted that release from the National Letter of Intent, and maybe that's someone UCLA could add. A lot of the interest level, especially if you're gauging on the 24-7 sports side in terms of the targets, the Bruins already have a Brandon Williams and a Devin Williams, both listed as power forwards. You've got Elaine Fibileul, who is a 6'5", 6'6", shooting guard. You've got Sebastian Mack, a, a 6'4", point guard, shooting guard. And then you've got Ade Mara, who's a 7'3", center that the Bruins seem to be on the verge of signing over from Spain. But Mackenzie Mbako, I know I already said they have two power forwards, but this is a five-star recruit. And one wonders about the readiness of this year's incoming freshman class between Brandon Williams, who's a 6'7", probably smaller power forward, then you have the 6'10", Devin Williams. You wonder how ready he is. And while we still wait for Bona and Clark and Campbell to all make decisions, UCLA has a chance to say, hey, maybe they can sneak in. And while the interest is slightly cool in Mbako, and maybe he wants to stay to the East Coast, wants to go maybe to an ACC school, maybe even Rutgers might go pluck him. Because if you remember, UCLA was trying to get Brandon Williams, who was one of the better players in the state of New York, and UCLA took him from out of Rutgers' nose. Mbako has some high-level energy, looking at the on-three description of him, calls himself a 6'8 wing, listed as 6'8, 6'9, who can put it on the ground and push in transition. In New Jersey, he was the All-State first-team player, first-team member, a Skyland Conference Player of the Year, averaged nearly 20 points per game, 10, I think, assists per game. On this website, it says 19 points and then 10 points. But we're going to go with 19 points and 10 assists because the article, I think, is written a little wrong. And then three assists per game. So about a double-double. Everybody was predicting him to go to Duke. And he was kind of cool in all the other big schools from Ohio State, Kentucky, Memphis. UCLA was one of those schools that reached out to him. And while I'm not saying this is necessarily doable or even, you know, is it even the smartest idea considering what's still out there for UCLA, you have to solidify Mara and see if anybody comes back. I think Mbako is worth a look. 
And from what I've read over these two weeks, while he might be leaning one way or another, he's still very cool and looking for a new home after his decommitment from Duke after he had already said, all right, Duke's my home, opened it up. And I was thinking, hey, this is not a bad guy for UCLA to at least take a flyer on again. And if your freshman power forwards aren't ready, why not just go grab a five-star at the end of the recruiting cycle and fill one of those open current scholarship spots with an absolute baller? Now that changes if Adem Bona comes back and if he's healthy enough with the torn labrum, then you've got Bona. If you sign Mara, then you probably don't need an Mbako because then you have Stefanovic, probably Fibleul or whoever's going to start the two. And then between a McClendon, Mack, and forgetting whoever it is on the top of my head, Dylan Andrews, those are guys that could fill the starting five for UCLA, but with an open scholarship spots, I say you take a flyer on the five-star. Another guy UCLA should look at is Trey White, I think. He's a guy who entered in the transfer portal, one of the higher-rated prospects on the On3 website. He's from USC, listed as a 6'7 product. Mick Cronin loves those 6'6", 6'7 guys that can play two ways. He was, you know, one of the better recruits going to SC, a top 40 guy, a 96.47, you know, guy on the on three website in terms of transfer portal. Listen, in the upper echelon, the top 50 of their transfer portal guys just went in there a little over a week ago on April 20th. And while he might be reached out to all the bigger schools back east, be another Pac-12 in-conference rival transfer while we had kind of joked about a sticks and waters or kind of a little more seriously. And he went to San Diego state. Trey white could be one of those guys that Mick Cronin actually says, Hey, he's supposed to be a two way guy. Think about what they're losing in Jalen Clark. If he doesn't come back a rim scorer, someone who's six, seven, same size, somewhat similar wingspan who can score to the rim needs to work on his jump shot from what I've read, but can rebound the basketball. Well, and if he can be a good two way player listed as a good two way player in some aspects, whether it's rebounding and scoring at the rim or just finding ways to play defense. If he can be one of those elite defenders, he could be someone that if he comes to UCLA, grows into that Jalen Clark role, and maybe he's not looking to come off the bench and go to UCLA and go flip schools, go from you know the, the red and gold, go to the blue and gold. But I think Trey Wright would, could be one of those guys, not as high level as an Mbako, but there's probably some spots open for him in a role where he could potentially transition into a Jalen Clark. And I think Trey White would be someone to take a flyer on for UCLA as they wait for everybody to come back. They wait for Mara to either become a late summer signee or late summer, you know, kid coming to college, or if he's going to sign early, we wait for that. You never know what could go wrong in the international world of basketball recruiting. But still, I think Mbako is someone they should take a flyer and say, hey, we could try and get him. But White's in their own backyard. Went to prolific prep, list his hometown as Los Angeles. That's something interesting I think the Bruins should take a look at if you're trying to slowly fill roles of guys who are leaving that made the team uber successful over the last season. So those are just guys I think you should look out for. We're waiting for Mara. That's the last one we know of that UCLA should be close to signing. But between Mbako and Trey White, I think those are two good prospects for very different reasons, for variety of different roles that UCLA can go get a class of 23 who opened his commitment and a recent enter a recent guy who just jumped in the portal that UCLA could just pluck from SC and bring him over. It might not be a Dixon waters, but it might be someone who fits the system a little bit better in a role that if he's up for it could actually help UCLA thrive for this year and maybe years to come heading into the big 10. In the meantime, we're going to talk some UCLA football because speaking of transfers, 
UCLA's got a young receiver receiving core, but what does Chip Kelly say about these receivers that have come in that he's gotten from NSC to in-conference transfers with J. Michael Sturdivant and Kyle Ford? What are they saying? How are they helping UCLA get better? Well, we'll tell you that, but first, just got to go get a built bar. Because if you're sitting here and you're thinking I'm yapping too much and you're getting hungry and you're like, man, why can't this guy stop talking? I'm kind of hungry. You're going to need a delicious snack. You got to go to get all the perfect protein bars from Built Bar. They've got different flavors. They just dropped a new one over the weekend. They've got Built Puffs. Built Bars are so good because they're covered in 100% real chocolate. They're only 130 calories. You can go to Built.com, get yourself a box, whether it's four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate bars, coconut puffs. You can even go to get a 13-bar box at Sam's Club. There's churro puffs, brownie batter puffs. As you can hear, there are so many different great flavors for Built Bar. It's got a lot of protein, 17 grams of protein, low in sugar, 4 grams, and Built Bar just is a perfect protein bar that is actually healthy for you and extremely tasty. You've got to try it by heading to Built.com. Cruising into segment two of Locked On UCLA, LA Times article that was highlighting the most recent spring practice from Tuesday, a lot of the focus came on the eyes of J. Michael Sturdivant and Kyle Ford. And while we had a little talk earlier a couple weeks ago with Max and discussing, hey, what's going on with the UCLA receiver room, the guys with the most experience at high-level positions in, t- in the receiving room is J. Michael Sturdivant and Kyle Ford. And what Chip Kelly mentioned in this article from the LA Times in his quotes from his media availability is the fact that, hey, we, we did our prep, right? Looking at J. Michael, referred to as J. Mike, in the last regular season game where the Bruins played them against Cal, while it was obvious, you look at the tape, you see how well he played against the Bruins. Chip Kelly said, hey, when he became available for the transfer portal, we didn't have to study a lot about his tape. We knew he was a baller by watching it heading into the game and when he put, you know, put up big numbers against us. Somewhat similar thoughts when it came to Kyle Ford because he talked about we knew Kyle was a local guy from Orange Lutheran, had an understanding of who he was, and you know when they came over to UCLA, it felt like perfect fits. But what does J. Michael Sturdivant and Kyle Ford bring? Well, the Bruins receiving room is actually fairly young. Remember, Kaz Allen decided to bolt for the draft, leave and go pro and declare. You have Jake Bobo, who only had one year of eligibility left. So UCLA is left with a much younger receiving room with guys beyond just the Sturdivants and the Fords of the world. You have a Cam Brown. Yes, you've got the Logan Loyas, the Mokiao Atamalalas, and some tight ends who are older. But overall, meaningful quality snaps against top-tier Power 5 opponents is hard to come by if you look through this roster. They had big receptions and big catches in certain parts of different games in 2022. But overall, the bulk usage for UCLA came to tossing it down to Charbonnet, either DTR Charbonnet running, Finding Bobo, you can kind of get where I'm going. They spread the ball around the field, which is what Kyle Ford mentioned when he was asked and quoted. I saw the way they used a couple of guys on this team last year. They put up a lot of points, including against where I was, meaning USC. So watching that firsthand, it was intriguing seeing the way they threw the ball around a lot. The Bruins didn't target necessarily and force feed guys every game, which is what made the offense so special last year. But that's why they need someone to assert themselves. Al Ford was listed at practice and spring practice saying, Hey, I want to give this program some competitive juice, whether it's the fan base, whether it's the receivers, he wants to add that fire. And for Ford, he's someone who probably wants to prove he has, he feels probably like he has something to prove. I'm not trying to put words in his mouth, 
But his words are, I'm trying to bring this program competitive juice, and I think that's the way I've always, I always have been. It's the way I've always played the game, and it makes everyone better. There's points where it goes overboard, but sometimes you need those points, and it shows that people care. You kind of went in a little jarring match back and forth with the DB getting held at practice. And Chip Kelly just says, we have a lot of youth at that position. So if you can bring someone who Kyle Ford is a leader, he's been around a little longer than J. Michael Sturdivant, you get that guy who steps up in the locker room and who might be here for more than just one year than, say, Jake Bobo was. You've got J. Michael Sturdivant, who has plenty of eligibility, but might not be here for long at UCLA, considering all the COVID years. And if they both have good years between Ford and Sturdivant, it could be one and done. The Bruins are looking for people to step up in the receiving room. And while they're still looking for a quarterback, they're still looking for the true starting running back, and they're still looking for their starting receivers, having Ford and Sturdivant, you're bringing a lot of guys that have some experience and some guys who don't have as much and trying to mix and match what is the right combination for Chip Kelly's offense. And I think at this point we have to trust that Chip Kelly knows what he's going to do when it comes to finding the right combination. And it might not even be someone who gets the first snaps. It's who comes in in a certain situation on a third and seven, who's going to run that crossing rep pattern and who's going to run that deep post or deep corner route. And who are the guys that are going to be the speed demons up the sideline and what makes the offense click. That's very simplistic routes and really not trying to get in the nitty gritty here, but you have to figure that Chip Kelly knows who's the right guys. But to have someone step up and be a leader, UCLA could have a transfer quarterback. You could have a veteran quarterback who's been in the program, or you can have a freshman quarterback. Those are all different guys who could be just be calling the plays or being the signal caller, as opposed to the receivers are saying, hey, we want to win every ball. We want to go out and dominate. So from uh, Mokia Malala, Loya, even Josiah Norwood, who I forgot about at late times last year, they're all trying to make their impact. And it was nice to see that the LA Times talking about, hey, Ford and Sturdivant know they have a decent understanding of what they've done, what they need to do, and UCLA has to get better overall, just from a program-wide standpoint, and get that competitive fire, just to ignite the fan base even more and prove, hey, in a year where we don't know what the expectations are for UCLA, that they can still compete and prove that there's something to cheer about heading into the Big Ten. But speaking about the Big Ten, UCLA, we're still waiting on who might those rivals be. The Big Ten just got a new commissioner. And, you know, with all the things up in the air, right, what's going to happen, football's probably a little bit easier in terms of figuring out where they'll fall in terms of the conference realignment. All the other sports, well, that could be a little tougher. Who will UCLA's rivals be heading into the Big Ten? I know I already put a couple out there, but I'm thinking here, let's throw out two more potential rivals that are permanent rivals, at least in the beginning, for UCLA. I was reading a site, a Buckeye site, that had, given some opinions as to why, as to who UCLA might have. I think I threw out Northwestern and Nebraska were some of the teams I threw out last time, but the USC, the, excuse me, the Ohio state site that I was kind of reading, looking a little bit thing, what their opinion was. I agreed with one of them as the permanent rivals beyond just the SC. That's the obvious one with the local and the, the actual rivalry, but the other permanent rival I was thinking of, all right, the Illinois fighting Illini, right? You get that somewhat close proximity from UCLA to Illinois, is it, it isn't necessarily the closest school. It is a little closer than Northwestern, but Illinois is only 2,000 miles in terms of being close to UCLA. The closest school is Nebraska. They're only 1,500 miles away, but I think Illinois would be a, a good fit in terms of, all right, 
That's the proximity rival, right? You could get closer than Illinois at Champaign, Illinois. But I think, all right, UCLA is probably going to get picked with one of the Illinois schools. Maybe Northwestern, they're a little closer to Chicago, the academics, everything in between. But Illinois wouldn't be a bad thing for basketball, wouldn't be horrible for football. It'd be a nice mix and match between those two schools, getting the somewhat proximate, you know, being a proximity rival and having two schools that are somewhat good in both basketball and football and in varying aspects. I'm not trying to be something crazy with that, that speak there, but you know, for the most part, they're competitive in both sports during varying years. I think that's not a horrible rival to have. And you still get that flight to Illinois. Another rival I was kind of thinking about, let's get crazy, UCLA and Michigan. And while Michigan is one of the furthest schools, they are the fifth furthest school in the Big Ten away from UCLA. They are 2,200-plus miles away in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I just think then you get the the powerhouses, you get these blue-blood iconic images, whatever whatever it is in terms of, is UCLA a big-time football program or the basketball program, you know, between UCLA and Michigan? I just think you get those big-time battles. And even the Ohio State website, when I was reading, just kind of thinking, they thought even Michigan would be a good fit with UCLA. And I agree with them, and they've met up in the Rose Bowl a couple of times. It would be an interesting fit. You get an Illinois, you get a Michigan, that would be a lot further than I think UCLA would want to travel. But I think there needs to be a combination for the Big Ten, and there will be. One super close rival, of course, one big-time powerhouse or former powerhouse at the moment in Nebraska would fit both those bills in terms of close and name brand recognition in a very powerful fan base. But if UCLA doesn't get paired with Nebraska, then they could get paired with the Michigan a little further, but you get that big, powerful name brand. You get the, the awesome fight songs. You get the colors that go back and forth. Hey, who doesn't want to go to the big house? And then maybe you pair it with an Illinois, and that's where you get it. I think one of the two schools UCLA will get, other than SC as a permanent rival, is an Illinois school. It looks likely between either Illinois or Northwestern. And then you're either going to get Nebraska to bring UCLA a little bit closer, or maybe SC gets Nebraska, although it seems likely that maybe SC might get an Ohio State or Michigan because that seems like a missed opportunity if they don't get one of those two schools. And if SC gets a Michigan or an Ohio State, UCLA would probably get the other, I think maybe Ohio State, SC, unless they're going to do the SEC scheduling and make sure the best teams don't play each other and meet up in the Big Ten championship game, which could happen. I just think UCLA, with my second-rated rivals, other than Northwestern and Nebraska, I think it is Michigan, and then you go with Illinois. That's, I think, a good top four to have. And while there's better, there's even closer schools to UCLA. Let's go over this proximity for the Bruins in terms of, all right, who's the closest for UCLA to play? Iowa, you've got Minnesota, Wisconsin. Those are all schools that are closer than Illinois, but a little further than Nebraska. So even playing Wisconsin wouldn't be bad. Iowa's got a big fan out in Iowa City, fan base in Iowa City. Minnesota, you know, flying to Minneapolis, that's not the worst thing in the world. I just think there's bigger branding things the Big Ten will put at play, and UCLA either has to play Nebraska, a Michigan. You don't want to really play in Ohio State. That's a much further flight for the Bruins, but someone from UCLA or SC is going to get that big-name rivalry, and maybe USC or UCLA will get that other rival on the other side. I just think between Nebraska, Northwestern, Illinois, and the likes of 
who am I saying? Michigan. Those are that's a good four combination. You mix and match. And who's to say that changes or doesn't switch, especially with even more conference realignment to happen potentially down the line. I just think those are the perfect things. In the end, we'll come up back with Locked On UCLA and discuss more in the next couple of days. Hey, is UCLA a popular college football program? Is that possible? We'll talk about that coming up, which is why you've got to become an everyday listener of the Locked On UCLA podcast. If there's any news that drops, we're going to be here at the drop of a hat. Boom, talking about it, reacting to it, and giving you the best content available on Locked On UCLA podcast. Other than that, this has been Locked On UCLA. I'm Zach Anderson, Yoxheimer, signing off. Tune in, download the podcast audio-wise, subscribe on YouTube because there would be a lot of support. Thank you very much for tuning in. It helps grow the channel. Thank you very much. Get your hands up, UCLA fans. It clap time, baby. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. U C L A. U C L A. Fight, fight, fights. This has been Locked On UCLA. Go Bruins.